Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living Life. Today, we are looking at a very exciting part of Scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 2. And we are encouraged to remember God's faithfulness. So the people of Israel were getting ready to embark on a very exciting journey. They were getting ready to go into the Promised Land. And they were going to encounter many enemies. They were going to encounter opposition. They were going to go into very scary and frightening situations. They had to put on their swords and put on their battle gear, and they had to march forward. So for God to prepare them and get them emotionally, spiritually, and physical ready to confront the enemy, all he did was remind them of his faithfulness. That's all he did. So you and I, my friends, as we get ready to engage the enemy in battle, as we confront opposition, as we confront resistance from the enemy or from people or from situations, how can we prepare our hearts to engage in battle? Remember God's faithfulness. So without further ado, let's get into the scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. Then we turned back and set out toward the wilderness along the route to the Red Sea, as the Lord had directed me. For a long time we made our way around the hill country of Seir. Then the Lord said to me, You have made your way around this hill country long enough. Now turn north. Give the people these orders. You are about to pass through the territory of your relatives, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you, but be very careful. Do not provoke them to war, for I will not give you any of their land, not even enough to put your foot on. I have given Esau the hill country of Seir as his own. You are to pay them in silver for the food you eat and the water you drink. The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through this vast wilderness. These forty years the Lord your God has been with you, and you have not lacked anything. So we went on past our relatives, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. We turned from the Arabah road, which comes up from Elath and Ezion Geber, and traveled along the desert road of Moab. Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass the Moabites or provoke them to war, for I will not give you any part of their land. I have given Ar to the descendants of Lot as a possession. The Emites used to live there, a people strong and numerous and as tall as the Anakites. Like the Anakites, they too were considered Rephaites, but the Moabites called them Emites. Horites used to live in Seir, but the descendants of Esau drove them out. They destroyed the Horites from before them and settled in their place, just as Israel did in the land the Lord gave them as their possession. And the Lord said, Now get up and cross the Zered Valley. So we crossed the valley. 
Thirty-eight years passed from the time we left Kadesh Barnea until we crossed the Zered Valley. By then, that entire generation of fighting men had perished from the camp, as the Lord had sworn to them. The Lord's hand was against them until He had completely eliminated them from the camp. Deuteronomy 2 verses 1 through 15 is a very exciting part of Scripture because God is mobilizing His people. He's getting them ready for battle. You know, God's people for almost 40 years were in the desert, they were camping, they were in tents, uh, and God was now getting them ready to start moving. He was telling them to get packed, to put their swords on, put their armor on, to start marching forward into battle. And what's interesting about God's people is that they weren't necessarily warriors. They weren't necessarily military people. They were slaves or descendants of slaves. You know, 40 years prior, when Moses first took them out of Egypt, you know, and they were at the River Jordan, and they were getting ready to go into the Promised Land, into God's blessing, and they sent the 12 spies, they were afraid. They were scared. They were scared of the giants. They were scared of the enemy. They didn't want to engage the enemy in battle. They didn't want to fight. They wanted to give up. They wanted to run. They wanted to go back to Egypt. And I think that's a point that maybe some of us can relate to. You know, sometimes you and I, do we really want to fight for our family? Do we really want to fight for our ministry, for our church, for our community, for our nation? Do we really want to go into battle to save everybody, to help people? Or do we want to quit? Do we want to run? So God was mobilizing His army. He was getting ready. He was getting them ready to march. He was encouraging them. He was equipping them. And this is what He told them. He said to them, remember my faithfulness. Okay? They were going to get into situations where they were going to see very scary people. They were going to see other armies better prepared, better protected, more swords, more chariots, more horses, they were going to be completely overwhelmed by other forces that were stronger for them. And when they were going to go into battle, they might have dropped their sword and run. So God was preparing them. He was telling them, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Remember my faithfulness. And that's the favorite verse that I have in this scripture here in verse 7. The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over you your journey through this vast wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord God has been with you, and you have not lacked anything. So God is telling them, you haven't lacked water, you haven't lacked food, I have protected you, no one's come in and kidnapped you, no one's come in and destroyed you, their shoes didn't wear out, their clothes didn't wear out. God provided everything the same way God has been faithful to you and me. God has provided for you and me. God has been a faithful God and a good God. So when you and I get ready to mobilize for battle, when we get ready to march forward and to move forward and to face our enemy and to face new situations and circumstances that we've never been in, how do we prepare ourselves? How do we get in the right mindset? By remembering all the amazing God, all the things that God has done in our lives from our childhood, from our salvation, our first steps as a new Christian. Many of you have prayed for miracles. Many of you have prayed for answers. And God has given it to you. 
So God is saying, don't forget. Don't forget everything that I've done, okay? Because you're going to face new enemies and new challenges, but the same way God was faithful back then, He's going to be faithful in the future. And then the other thing that happens here in this scripture is that God reminds His people that certain tribes and certain nations that they're going to encounter, that He wants them to have mercy on certain people. And these were the descendants of Esau and the descendants of Lot. In other words, God was telling him, as you go into the promised land and you clean house and you get rid of all the people that are living there, like the Philistine and the Moabites, and we can go on and on, the descendants of Esau and the descendants of Lot show their mercy. They are not your enemies. They are your cousins. They are your relatives. You know, and actually those people might even help you. So sometimes in our families and sometimes in our churches or in ministry, we kind of like, well, I don't need that guy. I don't need her or that relative or that person is just dead weight. They're my enemy. God says, no, there are people in your life right now that are not your enemy. There are people in your life right now that are your brothers and sisters and they could actually help you. So don't forget, show mercy. Always show mercy because that's God's character. But most importantly, remember God's faithfulness in your life. So I can't wait as we go through the other parts of this story. This is a very exciting part of the Bible. And uh, I think it's a really good word for all of us. So let's go ahead and conclude for today. As we uh, pray uh, to conclude our study time today and we focus on the subject matter of remembering God's faithfulness, uh, it's just a gentle exhortation that sometimes in life we do focus on the negative and we do focus on, you know, all the needs or all the lack that we have in our lives. And what God wants us to do is not to do that. He wants us to be reminded and remember of all the good things and all the positive things that he's done. So as we pray, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring those things to our attention. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father God, I pray for the viewers today, and I pray, Lord God, that somehow, someway, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would refocus their minds and their hearts and their attitudes. Help us every single day, Lord God, through the prompting of the Holy Spirit to remember your answers to prayer to remember all the miracles that you've done in our lives, Lord God, how you've changed situations. You are a good and faithful God. So allow the Holy Spirit just to remind us of how faithful you've been in our long Christian journey. And Lord, as we face new situations and new circumstances and new enemies, that you would give us the faith and the courage to get through every single valley and every single battle. Through your strength, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This program is supported by the s u p p o r t e r s o 
Lecina Cordo, Snapping in Prosa, CGM.